0: Father we thank you
1: We're for, a revival.
0: for making tonight We're
1: possible
0: Lord we ask that you speak to us we are ready for you Lord please speak to Hallelujah. us in Jesus mighty name we pray let the believer shout a huge
1: amen. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one verse three. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one. Verse three. kada pada pada I read the word of God
0: by his divine power God has given us everything we need for living a godly life Now now I'm just going to start off by saying God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. You see, there are lots of people who make excuses for their flaws. They make excuses for their mistakes. They make excuses for their weaknesses. And yet the Bible says God has given us everything we need for living a godly life which means you and I have not even a single excuse no matter what you think your, your weaknesses might be your sins might be the bible says God has given us everything we need to live a godly life we have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by, by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Verse 4 And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises. Number one. to share in his divine nature that is the first promise to share in in god's divine promises in god's divine nature that is the first promise to participate in god's divine nature which means that even though we are human beings we are still able to partake in his divine nature and that is how come we are able to pray for things to happen that is how we are able to expect God to do things for us and yet we are able to receive of these things that is how we are able to partake in his divine nature This is how we are able to overcome the schemes of the enemy participating in the divine nature of God. That is the first promise of God that we might participate in his divine nature. So you need to understand as a human being Even though you are a human being You also have what it takes To participate In the divine nature of God Which means You are not permitted to live anyhow You are not permitted to dress anyhow You are not permitted To act anyhow Because you also have the promise of God Participate in his divine nature you are allowed to share in the divine nature of God the second promise to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires the reason this world is corrupted is by the reason of human desires I am reading from the New Living translation NLT the reason this world is corrupted is because of human desires had it not been for the reason of human desires this world would not have been corrupted Which means that it is very important what you do with your human desire It is very important with the things you do with the things you feel It is very important what you do how you react to things out of your desire It is very important because out of this same human desire the entire world is corrupted Verse 5 in view of all this make every effort to respond to God's promises God has promised you these things, but it is up to you and I to make sure that we would be able to respond to God's promises positively supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everybody now these are the levels of christianity this is what it means to be a christian and these things are the levels of
1: christianity faith is the first level
0: Moral excellence is the second level knowledge is the third level self control is the fourth level patient endurance is the fifth level godliness is the sixth level brotherly affection is the seventh level and love for outsiders or love for everybody is the eighth level you need to understand these eight things are the levels of Christianity
1: Madagata, Bada 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 Bada
0: Bada 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 Faith is the most basic level. When you have faith, you are not anywhere yet. If all you have is faith, you are still a child. Am I speaking to somebody? Faith is the most basic level of Christianity. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So when you put all of your confidence in God, that is faith. And that faith is the most basic level of Christianity. When you have faith, you do not have enough. Are we together? Faith is complete trust in God, and faith is the most basic level of being a Christian. There are so many Christians, the only thing they can boast of is their faith in God. That is the most basic level of Christianity. Having faith is not enough. And the Bible said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That is to say, the first level of Christianity is faith. Which means if you do not have faith, you are not in God yet to be in God is to have faith in God to accept the Lord as your as your Lord and personal savior is having faith in him because if you do not have faith in God you can never accept Jesus as your Lord and personal savior so having faith is the most basic level if all you have is is faith you don't have enough The second level of Christianity is called moral excellence now I have preached all of these things before but I am preaching this again because I want to prove something to you in the coming scriptures Moral excellence Somebody say moral excellence Moral excellence is being perfectly concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior and the goodness and or badness of human character. Being perfectly concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior and the goodness or badness of human character that is moral excellence. That is the second state. Someone who has moral excellence is even better than someone who has faith.
1: You
0: have no idea the difference between right and wrong. You don't don't have any idea about the right ways to go about things your faith is irrelevant if you cannot tell the difference between right and wrong moral excellence these are basic things and it is the second stage or the second level of your of of your christianity you don't know that speaking in this manner in public is not right you have no idea that dressing in this manner in public is not right There is something wrong with your moral excellence. You have no idea how to appear in public. You have no idea whether it is right or wrong. You have no idea how to present yourself, how to read the scriptures, how to pray a day. You have no idea concerning these basic things. You cannot tell your left from your right you don't know what is right and what is wrong moral excellence that is the second stage of Christianity and these eight things is what it takes to be a Christian you have faith that is okay but you need to have moral excellence it is not everything we say in public it is not everything we do in public it is not every manner of appearance that we present or project on the outside or in public. No moral excellence, you need to know the difference between your left and right. The third stage of Christianity is called knowledge.
1: Somebody say, Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. knowledge. Knowledge
0: is facts information and skills acquired by a person through experience or education Knowledge Facts information skills acquired by a person through experience or education Which means that it is not everything that you need to experience to learn there are things that you can just be educated about them If you are educated about the fact that when you put your hands in fire Your hands might burn then you need not to go through the experience to learn that fact That is knowledge and people who only need to rely on experience before they learn are not wise you don't have to be insulted before you learn you don't have to be rebuilt before you learn you don't have to be beaten before you learn up you don't have to go through pain before you learn if you have to go through an experience before you learn all the time you are not wise you can open up your mind to being educated and you do not need to go through an experience to learn i do not need to be engaged in an accident before i learn the need to drive safely if i have to have an accident first before i learn the need to drive safely i am not wise do you understand Knowledge is the third level of Christianity. What have you learned in God? What have you experienced in God? Knowledge is the theoretical or the practical understanding of a subject. What have you learned so far? being in god or after all these years that you have been in god after all these months that you have been in god after all these weeks that you have been learning from us have you still learned nothing you have no knowledge about anything about any matter about any subject you are clueless are you a christian the third stage or level of christianity is called knowledge the fourth level of christianity is called self-control self-control is the ability to control oneself in particular one's emotions and desires do not forget the bible said the reason this world is corrupt is through human desires which means that your desire is capable of destroying something your desire is capable of destroying your your marriage your desire is capable of destroying your relationship your desire is capable of 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 you losing your job your desire is capable of causing havoc to the church your desire So many people lack self-control.
1: Madagada Bada 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 Are
0: you learning? If this world is corrupted because of human desires. Then be careful about your own desires. It can destroy your relationship with men of God. It can destroy your relationship with other people. It can can destroy your relationship with your family members, your own desires, your own emotions. Be careful. It can destroy your relationship with God, your own desires self-control is the ability to control yourself with your emotions your desires and the expression of them how to express your emotions are important that you feel this way doesn't mean you have to express it in that manner be careful self-control is very important I've heard a lot of men of God say man of God I cannot control myself that is my weakness that is my flaw you are still a baby you are not qualified to be a man of God because self-control is only the fourth level out of the eight levels and these are not levels of a man of God. These are levels of a busy Christian. And for a man of God, you are still struggling with self-control, you are a baby. When you are angry, you cannot control yourself. When you are offended, you cannot control yourself. When you are in pain, you cannot control yourself. When you are betrayed, you cannot control yourself. You are still a baby. The fifth level is called patient endurance. Two things put together. Patient endurance. Being patient is being able to accept or tolerate delays. Why does God need us to be patient? Because there are definitely going to be delays in your walk with God. God has promised you things there are going to be delays. Your man of God has promised you things there are going to be delays. There is nobody who would ever walk with God for years and would not experience delays in their lives. No, because the Bible preaches that we ought to be patient.
1: Being
0: Patient is being able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed. Can you suffer without becoming annoyed? That is what being patient means. Can you have problems without becoming annoyed? The least thing you are offended, the least thing you are angry, the least thing you want to react, you are so impatient, so impatient, you cannot tolerate delays. I've heard people say, one thing I hate in my life is when I pay people to do something and they delay me. Hey, please. I know you paid them, but take it easy. You are so impatient, take it easy. learn to accept or tolerate delays learn to accept or tolerate problems learn to suffer without becoming annoyed the bible said and the son learned obedience through the things he suffered suffering could be a blessing it depends on your perspective It is not every day that you would come here and declare you receive this. You would have that. There are times that you need to learn that pain is part of the work. Suffering is part of the work. Frustration is part of the work. Pain is part of the work. You need to learn to accept it whether you like it or not. There are times we would pray for you and yet you will never receive the answers to those prayers. There are times you will make the Declarations over you have and even anoint you have and you will still not accept or see the answers to those prayers there are times we would prophesy to you and yet you would never see the manifestations of the things we prophesy why because these matters are in the hands of God learn to tolerate delays learn to accept problems learn to suffer Without her. going through pain, her. learn to suffer her. without her. becoming anointed, learn to suffer, her. learn to be patient. Come on.
1: Endurance
0: is the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process endurance endurance do you know in reality nobody wants to come to work at 8 a.m they would be excited should the time change from 8 to 12 pm so that they can have enough rest do you know in reality nobody wants to have a lecture at six in the morning that is reality But going to class at 6 in the morning, 8 in the morning is difficult. Going to work at 8 in the morning or being at work at 8 in the morning, some people need to wake up at 4. Others need to wake up at 5. Others need to wake up at 6. It is a very difficult process. But if you want to sustain your job, you must endure it. It is only in God that nobody wants to endure. And these same people in their workplaces, in their schools, they are always on time. But when it comes to God and the things of their spirit, they want their freedom. It is not freedom you are looking for. You do not want to be patient and you do not want to endure. Do you think I want to be here on a Monday evening preaching? No, I want to be resting, but I don't have a choice we had a program yesterday in the evening 530 we were out of the house we returned around 12 midnight and because I couldn't do the service last night I have to do it tonight There is no part of serving God that doesn't involve being patient and being endu- and enduring or having endurance. Too many of us are, have become lazy. We want to do things according to how we are comfortable with. Why don't you do those same things in your school? Why don't you do those same things at your workplace? But when it comes to God, you want to do things as you want. Dress as you want. Appear as you want. Do as you want. It doesn't work that way. My spiritual father is very keen about wearing a suit and putting on tie and all that but me as a person i am not very keen about such things but if i am going to be with him or work with him then i must learn to dress as he sees fit when i'm around him whenever i am traveling to be with my father i must choose my my attire or outfit as he sees fit because that is how he wants it do you understand being in God is all about endurance when you are in your room you can do whatever you want to do but when you are in God or when you come before the presence of God it is not the same that is endurance and endurance is the fifth level of Christianity, patient endurance. Because until you learn patient endurance, you can never be godly. What is godliness? Which is the sixth level of Christianity? Godliness is the quality of being devoutly religious, the quality. Of being devoutly religious. The fact that you are here right now, listening to me, is a sign that you take your spiritual life seriously because you know we do not do Monday services. This is what we call godliness, being devoted to the things of the spirit, being devoted to the voice of God, being devoted to the will of God, being devoted to the instructions of God, being devoted to the desires of God. somebody might not join the service with an excuse that I know we do not do services on Mondays and yet the person saw the instruction or the person saw the message if you keep on making such excuses you are not godly you are not devoted to the things of God do you understand Am I communicating? Yeah, yeah godliness be devoted whether I am here or not be devoted whether I am around or not be devoted whether services are ongoing or not I do not expect you to be misbehaving days that we do not do services even when I withhold the service or even when I postpone the service or even when I cancel the service I still expect you to be devoted to the things of God I do not want you to be spiritual because I am watching over you, even when I look away, even when I turn aside, I asp- I expect you to be devoted. That is what being godly means. If you only read your Bible because I am there watching you, you are not godly. If you only pray because I am there watching you, you are not godly. Being godly is you are devoted out of your own heart. You are devoted to it. That is why these days we do not call anybody, join service. Please, join service. Please, join service. We just come live and the people are here. It means that people under the sound of my voice are becoming godly by the day. The seventh level of Christianity is called brotherly love. Somebody say brotherly love. Brotherly love. First John chapter 2 verse 9. 1st John chapter 2 verse 9 reading from the NLT if anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a fellow believer that person is still living in darkness if anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a fellow believer that person is still living in darkness do you know what it means to hate to hate means to feel intense or passionate dislike for somebody. Intense or passionate dislike. As for this lady, I don't like her at all. As for this man, I don't like him at all. Hey, that is what hate means. That passionate dislike that you are feeling that is hate. And the Bible says, if you claim you are a Christian and yet you hate your brother or you passionately dislike somebody, you dislike somebody, you are still living in the dark, which means you are not a Christian. I don't like Asume, see, I don't like this man, I don't like this woman. In here, then. As for you, you are always pointing out the people you don't like. Think about it. When was the last time you pointed out the people you like? think about it you have never even not even for once said as for this man I like him so much or as for this lady I like her so much every day you are pointing out the people you dislike you are living in the dark you have you do not have brotherly love you are not of God you are of the devil you do not have love even for fellow believers You do not fear God brotherly love first John chapter 3 verse 15 first John chapter 3 verse 15 anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. you see the things you think are the worst sins. It will shock you when God comes. Anyone who hates or dislikes another brother or sister is really a murderer. You think you only dislike the person. You think you only dislike that man. But the Bible says you are a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. They will never make it to heaven. Verse 16. We know what real real love is. Because Jesus gave up his life for us. For we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Those of you who think it was only up to Jesus to give up his life for us. We are also supposed to give up our lives For the brothers and sisters Fellow brethren Verse 17 the bible says If someone has enough money To live well And sees a brother or sister Indeed but shows no compassion How can God's love Be in that person John says give up your life for your brother and sister and then he moves ahead to talk about giving up your money in our era giving up your life is not like that of Jesus That literally Jesus died for us no but in our era it is about you sharing what you have the resources you have the connections you have the opportunities you have the money you have that is what it means to give up your life for another if you have two thousand cities at least make sure that you give somebody 100 cities out of it, at least 5% of what you have, just give it free of charge. If you have 20 cities, at least give somebody one city, two cities, it will not kill you. At least. Even God, we give him 10%. There is nothing wrong giving somebody 5%. 10 cities, 20 cities. This is what it takes to share your life or give up your life for your brother. My wife and I, we share more than 10% and give it out free of charge to other people. Every month, not sometimes, every month, more than 10%, we give it free of charge. We are giving up our lives for other people. Ah. Brotherly love brotherly love every time we drive by the sick children on the street, i don't think i have even seen it before that we will drive by that my wife will not give them money i barely do that but she always does that sometimes i'm even annoyed because i'm the one driving in the tribe the traffic is green The traffic light is green, and I want to drive. And she's saying, Please stop, let me give it to them. Before five cities, one city, two cities, nine are they? Ten cities, fifteen cities. Share your life, give up your life for your brothers and sisters. There is nothing wrong with that. Your reward in heaven shall be greater. Am I speaking to somebody? we cannot always preach about being blessed we cannot always preach about receiving from God and never preach about sharing with the brothers sharing with the sisters sharing with the church of God sharing with the men of God sharing with the people of God we can never because the word of God is like a double-edged sword which means that at least on a minimum the word of God has two faces. We cannot be sided when it comes to the word of God. We can never preach one side and leave the other unsaid. Because of time, let me move on. The final stage, the final stage, or the highest level of Christianity is love for outsiders. Somebody said, love for outsiders. Kindly share the link if you have not done that. In the next one minute, kindly share the link. Love for outsiders. When I say outsiders, I mean people who are not Christians. People who are not believers. Do you think we are only called to to love believers? Who told you? the Bible says love everybody love everybody love everybody not just believers love everybody and even the brothers we cannot love even the sisters we cannot love how can we love the outsiders loving the outsiders is simply doing everything you do for the brothers and sisters for outsiders can you do that this is the eighth and the highest level of christianity your level of christianity doesn't determine or your uh, how long you pray doesn't determine your level of christianity no that is why these levels that i am sharing with you in the bible The bible doesn't talk about praying for 18 hours it is not how long you pray that determines your level as a christian no these things that i have mentioned these things describe or determine your level of christianity Hmm. those of you who think you can fast so it means you are a deep christian please Hmm. second peter chapter 1 verse 8 The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you'll be in your knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ. Which means unless you take these levels I have mentioned seriously, you will never be productive. You see, this is the reason why you cannot even feed yourself. You are struggling with what you eat when Jesus said do not worry about what you eat or what you wear It was not only about faith because faith is the most basic level of being a Christian But it was about going through all the eight levels of being a Christian Then now you can say I am no longer worried about what I will eat up I am no longer worried about what I will wear Because I have been through all the eight levels of Christianity People are hoping to achieve great things through faith, but I can assure you it is not possible. It is not possible. It doesn't matter how huge your faith is, faith is the most basic level. Do you love your neighbor? Do you love your brother? Do you love outsiders? Do you have self control? Are you patient? Do you have moral excellence? Do you have knowledge about God? This is the reason why many people are still struggling and yet they are in God. And every Sunday they are in service up, every Thursday they are in service up, every day they show up and yet. They are struggling because the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful. Men of God, you want God to use you, grow in these levels of Christianity, growing them, growing them, growing them, them. growing them. You will be productive and you will be useful in a manner that nobody would understand. Last night we were with Bishop Jose Tutu and he said something. He said, man of God, being in ministry is not about your anointing. Being in ministry is not about the miracles you do. But being in ministry is about the favor God will give you. And God will never give you this favor until you grow like this and become more productive and useful. God only gives favor to they that are humble. And they that are humble are they who go through every single level of Christianity. Because that is the instruction of God. When you go through it, then it means you are submissive to the instruction of God. You are humble and then God will give you grace and favor to become productive and useful. It doesn't matter the number of hours you study for a paper. If you do not go through the levels of Christianity as I have mentioned. Hear me somebody. You are not going anywhere. You will pass. You might pass all your exams. You will come and be crying on men of God to help you get a job. God. I have seen people secure good positions with second-class lower I've seen people secure good positions with bad results I've seen people secure good positions with third-class I've seen people received good jobs outside the country with bad results and I've seen people with first-class struggling To secure a job In Christianity It is not about The physical input It is about Aligning yourself with God There are people Who have Being in ministry longer Way longer than I have And yet when they do services On both being They do not have half the attendance Of people we have Hmm. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 9 But those who fail to develop in this way Are short sighted or blind Are you seeing this? Those who fail to develop In this way (laughs) you <laughs> there are different ways of development people develop through motivational speakers people develop through sermons people develop through prayer people develop through different ways through reading books through reading movies, watching movies through reading all sorts of articles but the bible is saying those who fail have to develop in this particular manner they are short-sighted which means they lack vision and they are blind be careful of the manner of development you are taking be careful of the manner of development you are using to improve if you are using prophecies to improve i i I, listen i fear for you you must go through these eight levels the bible is saying only those who develop through this way have vision anybody that takes any other way is short-sighted and blind ah god are we together verse 10 dear brothers and sisters Work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Being called and being chosen is not an an entitlement. Work hard to prove that you've been called and chosen. This is why we are working hard every day. Mixing and up. Listen, sometimes after doing services like this, it can take me nearly six hours mixing the sound before I upload. Six hours listening to the message over and over again and mixing the sound, cutting out all, all interferences that came in the sound. Before I upload it on the internet Being called and being chosen Is not an entitlement You need to work hard to prove it Am I called as a man of God Am I called as a chosen man of God Then I must work hard to prove it This is what a lot of young ministers do not understand a lot of young Christians do not understand They think that being called is simply an entitlement and once you are called that is all no you must work hard to prove it Are you called to walk or be in the company of men of God you must work hard to prove it Are you called to be a woman of God you must work hard to prove it are you called to be the wife of a prophet you must work hard to prove it are you called to touch lies and transform lives you must work hard to prove it the funniest people I've ever seen in my life are those people who lock themselves up in their rooms and pray from morning to evening so that God would open them up to the world and they come up or they come out and their hands are in their pocket and they are quiet because they think the prayers they prayed 20 hours is enough (laughs) you see all the great men you see today It didn't take prayer alone it didn't take prophecy alone it didn't take a miracle alone it also took hard work the Bible said do these things and you will never fall away do these things and you will never lose or reduce in quality am i saying you shouldn't pray for long pray for as long as you can but what i am
1: saying is prayer alone is not enough are we together
0: do these things and you will never reduce in quality your church will never go down your ministry will never go down your calling will never diminish. Your purpose will never die out. Your assignment will never be lost. Continue in self-control. Continue in patience. Continue in, in, in endurance. Continue in brotherly love. Continue in your set for knowledge of God. jump to verse 12 therefore I will always remind you about these things even though you already know them listen to this Peter says even though you already know these things and already stand firm in the truth It is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. I preach these same things every day. How come I continue preaching them? I continue preaching them because it is only right that I keep on reminding you in these things as long as I live. It is my job to continue reminding you to love your brother, to have self-control, to have faith in God, to have patience, to have endurance. It is only right that I keep on reminding you. I know you know, but it is my job to keep on reminding you. Verse 14. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. Oh, such glory. That Jesus has showed the Apostle Peter that very soon he must depart from earth. Such glory.
1: Verse fifteen. So I will work hard
0: to make sure you always remember these things, even after I am gone. Listen to this. I will work hard to make sure you will always remember these things after i am gone so working hard means in this contest as a man of god means that i will continue reminding you of these things so that even after i am dead and gone you will still remember that is my hard work god these days they are men of god even when they travel church services people do not show up what would happen when you die which means you are not working hard because peter said i will work hard to make sure that you remember these things even after i am gone which means any man of god that in your absence your your people begin to misbehave it means you are not working hard enough So every message I preach is my hard work. Every flyer I release is my hard work. Every message I upload, I mix and upload is my hard work. Every share is my hard work. Every declaration is my hard work. Every prayer is my hard work. (laughs) Because of time, jump to verse 19. because of that experience we had with jesus that was the night of transfiguration when the image of jesus was transformed supernaturally that the bible said the garment shone so bright that the three apostles james peter and john couldn't Behold the glory and all of a sudden Moses and Elijah appeared And Peter is saying because of that experience We have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets Which means that if you do not have an encounter through the messages we are preaching every day, you will never have enough confidence in our content. Allow yourself to encounter God through our message. Allow yourself to experience God through our message. Else it will never be enough to have confidence in God. It takes an encounter to
1: have confidence in God. Pada Bada
0: Now, hear me. Jump to Second Peter, Chapter Two, verse one. Still reading from the NLT. But there were also false prophets in Israel just as there will be false teachers among you they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even denying the master who brought them sorry who bought them in this way they will bring sudden destruction on
1: themselves god god, god.
0: A heresy is a belief or opinion contrary to the Orthodox Christian doctrine that is generally accepted you see the truth about God things of the Spirit and the Bible that are generally accepted and are true a heresy goes contrary to these things we know that Jesus came he died and arose and finally ascended into heaven a heresy comes to disprove that fact that even Jesus didn't die even Jesus didn't ascend into heaven even Jesus wasn't born again this is a heresy and the people who preach these things are called false teachers
1: 2nd John chapter 1 verse
0: 1 the Bible says if anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Jesus don't invite that person into your home or give them any kind of encouragement throw those people out what are they doing in a church what are they doing in the ministry throw them out suck them out of your homes false teachers they do not belong in a church of God they do not teach the truth about Jesus they do not share the word of god with the people don't invite that person don't invite that person don't invite that person some of you you are the teachers of the word of god so-called teachers Who do not teach the word of God and yet they are the same people you share your secrets with They are the same people you tithe to they are the same people you give your offerings to (laughs) Anybody who encourages such people Become a Partner in the evil work. They are doing you encourage them you support them in that evil work first peter chapter 2 verse 2 many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality and because of these teachers the way of truth will be slandered slandering means making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation these people speak falsely about Jesus Christ they even slander him or his, his his book they insult him they talk about Jesus anyhow they talk about the word of truth anyhow they slander the word of truth verse 3 in their greed they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money false teachers do not receive offerings they receive your money a true man of God any money he takes from you is not money and men of God do not take money from people men of God receive offerings from people any man that claims he's taking your offering That offering is not an offering, but mere money. In their agreed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. These are stories that I receive every day in my life. Men of God making up lies to get hold of the money of the congregation I can see you are coming to die a man of God never take your money he receives your offering he receives your tithe he receives your seeds think about it the ground doesn't take your seed, but the ground receives your seed. Why? Because you willingly dropped that seed in the ground. The ground doesn't get up to take your seat. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Bring me your seat. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Bring me your seat. The ground is not created to do that. Any man of God that forces you to bring an offering is not a man of God, but a false teacher. I don't know how, Clara, I can make this. Let me tell you something Last night at the program The minister called for an offering And when he called for the offering The Lord told me Listen to this he called for an offering and the Lord told me give two times that and giving two times that is equal to emptying my account even two times that was not enough I mean the money I had was not enough that I had to ask my wife to add more so that i can give it because then the money i had on me was not enough the man of god asked for an offering and god instructed me to give twice a man of god receives god instructed me to give twice i can never go and stand anywhere and say that man of god took my money is there anybody here that I have ever taken your, your money from you? I can boldly say there is not even one taking your money. No, I can never do that, but I can receive your offering. Because the ground doesn't take a seed But the ground receives your seed Which means you willingly gave it to the ground Be careful of any minister That tries to force you to come and give to them the way I see it, if you do not bring this offering, it is very dangerous for you. Hey. We should be careful, of The danger of false teachers, we should be careful. And this seed, you see, when a man of God takes your money, the money doesn't grow, because money doesn't grow. It is only a seed that grows. So rich men are rich because They give or invest Their money as a seed And that is why they have more When a man of God takes your money It can never grow But when a true man of God Receives your seed Then that seed will germinate Listen to this Jump to verse 7 Jump to verse 7 of second Peter chapter 2. But God also rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. Yes Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day and many a times this is how I feel I feel tormented in my soul by the wickedness I see and hear day after day what men of God are doing what false teachers are doing the way They are scrutinizing men of men and women of God, the sheep of God, and abusing them and taking their money, taking their cars, taking their resources. I know men of God who can tell people, God says, Come and dash your car to me. Hey there are a lot of men of god in this country who are driving porsche cars not because they pay for them but because they want people or they extorted people through clever lies And people in fear would drive their cars to the homes of those so-called teachers and would leave the car key and would leave the documents and would say bye-bye to the car and would come back home driving in a taxi or riding in a taxi or an Uber. They do not have cars anymore. God. I've seen men of God. Say to the people of God, a friend of mine just bought then iPhone 10 iPhone X years ago. The phone was just released. The very moment a man of God saw it, he said, The Lord has spoken to me that saw this iPhone 10 to me, else something bad will happen to you. <laughs> God he called me and said, Bro, we and I said bro forget about him When did God tell you When did God start start Receiving iPhone X What is God using iPhone X for What is God using A Rolex watch for What is God Using a land cruiser for Let us be wise people of God There are false Teachers what is God using a material thing for listen to this jump to verse 10 God is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desire those of you who think gayism and lesbianism and all this lgbtq plus a boy was asking the lgbtq plus is it the plus is it the premium version or what is that what is that plus for we know we have Disney plus we have we have this plus this company plus and we have lgbtq plus what is the plus for is it the premium edition or the premium version? What is that? LGBTQ plus. What is the plus? What what is the plus for? The Bible is saying God is hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desire. Not just sexual desire, but twisted sexual desire. You know twisted sexual desire? A man Looks at a man who has shoulders like mine, who has chest like mine, who has feet like mine, and tall feet like mine, and long legs like mine, and, and waist like mine, and says, oh God, I am so drawn to you, I don't know, when I see you and my heart is beating, hey, twisted sexual desire,
1: hey.
0: Eh Nyami and him nukraini young yeah, Jimmy oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she boy pan and I bought your separate oh, oh, dear. Truly, I was born this way. I am not drawn to women. Hey, bro. Twisted sexual desire. The Bible said God is specifically hard on these people. God is hard on these people. God is hard on these people.
1: Ha
0: twisted sexual desire you see a woman a woman who is fully mature a woman that God has blessed with a beautiful figure the Bible said there were women who were not only beautiful on the face but also had a beautiful figure the bible talks about it Beauty is not only on the face But beauty is also on the figure If the Bible could talk about it Then I can talk about it Look at how beautiful this woman is And I am not just talking about the lips I am not just talking about the nose I am not talking about the the eyes I am also talking about the figure I am also talking about the shape And you see such a woman And a man, a grown man Says I am not dressed drawn to a fully matured woman, but I am drawn to an underage, a boy or sorry, a girl who is only eleven years old. You see, 25, 27, 35, 42-year women who are beautiful and gorgeous—not just on the face, up, but on their figure—and yet these men say, "I prefer girls who are 13 years." ha. <sighs> <sighs> What is this? God is especially hard on those who have a twisted sexual desire. 50-year-old man, you are only drawn to women half your age. 25-year-old. Twenty-three year old. Now, yah many adana sese. I am a man because nakami yorba pana papa sabesame pa. Kase the Messiah who asumo. Kase the Messiah who asumo. You genius. We any some phone now we are soft for yes you a soft war a soft war a yes oh god da the bible says these people who have a twisted sexual desire they despise authority listen The Bible is trying to explain why people do this and people have a twisted sense of sexual desire. The purpose of this is for them to despise authority, whether they know it or not. They are only despising authority. And the Bible says these people are proud and arrogant. They are not only proud, they are also arrogant which means that the highest level of pride that one could have is to have a a, a twisted sense of sexual desire that is why God is specifically hard on those people when you read the bible carefully you would realize that even the antichrist will be thrown into the lake of fire before the devil himself that a human being will be thrown into the lake of fire even before the devil himself i don't know you have not read the book of revelation before you would realize that two human beings would enter into the lake of fire before the devil if because you see the devil's sin was not a twisted sense of sexual desire no his was rebellion and the highest level of pride is a twisted sense of sexual desire and the Bible says that the Antichrist and the false prophet they will be thrown into the lake of fire and many years later the devil will join them ah! Satan Satan who wanted to challenge God for his throne he will join the Antichrist le- oh ah, human beings how I wish that God never created us even God himself the Bible said for it repented him that he had made man how much more me? I regret that God created man That Nipakura Ekojem and Sana Bonsamaba, can you imagine, Audrey? That the devil is joining the antichrist and the false prophet in the lake of fire. Are we not supposed to join the devil, or are they not supposed to join the devil? And the devil is rather joining them. <sighs> When I see all these people who say, I am drawn to men. I'm a man, but I'm drawn to a man. I'm a woman, but I'm drawn to women. (laughs) You see, they are doomed. They are doomed. The Bible said, God is especially hard. (laughs) It will shock you what will happen at the end of the age. LGBTQ plus. Let's move on verse 12 of 2nd Peter chapter 2 these false teachers are like unthinking animals <sighs> they are not like animals who oh. they are like unthinking animals which means even animals are better <laughs> These false teachers are like unthinking animals. Creatures of instinct. Born to be caught and destroyed. They scoff at things they do not understand. And like animals, they will be destroyed. Unthinking animals. Even animals are better than false teachers. These are not my words. These are the words of God. They are like unthinking animals. How do you expect for an unthinking animal to carry you into heaven or to lead you to heaven? They are like unthinking animals, creators of, of, creators of instinct. You see? Their destruction is their reward for the harm they have done. They have they have made a great havoc to the church. They love to indulge in evil pleasures in broad daylight. Hey. And Crossover Service our Papa near 31st crossover that we have just entered into the new year near Boy Jamai. The Bible said they indulge in pleasures in broad daylight everybody knows that this is what they are doing but they don't care everybody knows that this is what they are doing but they don't care no wonder the Bible calls them unthinking animals the people in your life who respect you the people in your life who honor you the people in your life who do not take you for granted are the same people as a married man are you not an unthinking animal because you would know that by going to indulge yourself with these things I mean with these people concerning such matters you will lose their respect, you will lose their honor, you will lose whatever good thing they have for you. They are creatures of instinct on thinking animals. they are a disgrace and a stain among you you need to know i am talking about people who are in the church today i am not even talking about outsiders who are doing this i am talking about people in the church today people in the church they are part of us the bible said they are a disgrace and a stain among you they delight in deception even as they eat with you in your fellowship meals they are with us they eat with us they drink with us they pray with us they worship with us they do whatever we do with us they are with us in the church they are a stain among us Verse 14, the Bible said they commit adultery with their eyes. For you to commit adultery means you ought to be in an already existing marriage. And the Bible says they commit adultery. The Bible is very smart. The Bible Bible is speaking about people who are already married. And the Bible said they commit adultery with their eyes. Some of you women, you know you know the message he's putting across am i lying who has no idea what i am talking about papa you know the message he's putting across they commit adultery with their eyes and their sin their desire for sin is never satisfied they never have enough and the bible said they lure unstable people into sin which means that all the young women who fall for this they are unstable Papa, i don't know what came over me before i realized i was already involved with that man of god i was already involved with that elderly man hey you're unstable the bible says they lure unstable people into sin if you allow yourself to be caught up in the middle of this to be lured into sin, you are so unstable ah. they are well trained in greed they live under god's curse. they live under god's curse. (laughs) there are a few people who are cursed by god himself in the bible and one of them are false teachers who lure unstable people into sin the problem is not the young women who are victimized but the problem is the elderly married men who gets them into that sin? They live under God's sin, God's curse. <laughs>
1: the
0: Bible said they have wandered off the right road, which means they didn't start like this. Do you understand? And yes, false teachers are not people, false teachers are not men of God false teachers are people who started right with God. They started right in the will of God. But the Bible said they have wandered off the right road and followed the footsteps steps of Balaam, The footsteps steps of greed. They have wandered off the right road one dead off oh god so be careful some of you you are waiting to see if when a man of god gives a prophecy it will come to pass so that you will know whether he's a false teacher or not this is not what the bible is saying which means that even false prophets and false teachers when they prophesy sometimes it comes to pass So many people said they prophesied about me and it came to pass. So I gave myself to them. You are unstable. That is not what the Bible is saying. They started right with God. They had the spirit of God. But along the way, they wandered off the will of God and they are walking in their own way. People of God, listen to me. It is not the power of a man that determines whether he is from God or not. It is not the ministry a man of God has that determines whether he is from God or not. It is not the number of followers a man of God has that determines whether he's from God or not. It is not the money a man of God has that determines he is from God or not. But it is whether they are aligned with God. Do they fear God? Or are they trying to get in your pants, so to speak? Oh, baby and come on a coning and I mean, you say and I mean, I say and I am I say and I may I say would all caning in say, Hey, please Flee for your life False teachers are real They are in the church today they are in the ministry today they are running their own ministries today check whether these men are aligned with God people do not be unstable do not be deceived do not be leered I came to make you realize that the danger of false teachers Is at hand Be wise Be open minded Pay attention To details And be observant Thank you For being a part Of tonight's service Thank you For giving me your ear And your time Thank you For giving God the chance to speak to you, God bless you so much. The danger of false teachers is at hand. See you.
1: Bye bye. Oh Somebody needs some miracle from you, God. <laughs> Somebody's crying out for. A-